Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Harry Gray from Dummy Half. Harry Gray takes oh. off. Harry Grant scores next to the post, and this brilliant, perfect record of Bellamy stays intact. Harry Grant, the match winner, Melbourne Storm, have stolen 16 points to 12 at no stage of regular time with a Melbourne Storm in front. You go to extra time, and Harry Grant goes bang. He goes bang indeed. He wriggled through that tackle, and he got the job done for Craig Bellamy Storm. This man played for the club. He's a great member of NRL Nation, of course. Brett Kamali, was this theft? Ah, uh, Sam, how are you, sir? It was obviously just Groundhog Day for the Melbourne Storm in that round one, 21 seasons in a row now. Um, an amazing performance from the club. We, I actually interviewed Christian Walsh after the game about, you know, it must be such a great honour to become, become a Melbourne Storm captain. Um, yeah. And then obviously he said he, you know, he was a bit worried about letting the legacy down, so he had a little joke about it. But it was, um, yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing game. Um, great character of the football club. They obviously always always train hard in the off season. They always prepare very very well. Um, they had some challenges last night. They had multiple players um, leave the club over summer, and everyone kept saying, which is a continuing thing. You guys in Melbourne have always heard, "Oh, this is the year they go backwards. This is the year they're going to struggle." But um, you know. But they never beat themselves. They always stay in the fight. And, and you know, Harry Grant was the star last night. We gave him man the match in our, our commentary team and, and thought he was the best on ground. Uh, they never beat themselves. There's not a bad way of looking at it, Brett, to be honest. There's something special there. They always give themselves the best possible chance. And you mentioned uh, Christian Welsh. I wanted to start with him because a man who's had uh, his setbacks, of course, announced as a solo captain, which was great. But as you touched on there, last night must have been a special moment for him. His uh, debut as solo captain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I remember speaking to him or, or doing something with him a couple of years ago, and he just seems like that Melbourne character. You know, he's so humble, he trains hard, he appreciates the club. Um, and the one percenting efforts that he does for that football side, I think he put Mitchell Moses under a bit of pressure on a few tackle five kicks, uh, which made Mitchell miscue the kick. Um, you can see him, he's absolutely gassed when he's trying to get back into the attacking format then, but that's his job for the team. And as you said, to be the uh, standalone captain of the Melbourne Storm, uh, would I think would be one of his highest achievements. He would call it a pretty high achievement and um, will be uh, an unbelievable leader for the Melbourne Storm. Can you talk to me about how Cam Munster has managed to play with a compound dislocation of his right ring finger there, Brett? So that, just to be absolutely clear, compound dislocation is the bone coming up and out of the skin. He's in all sorts of pain as they put it back in. They've given him a jab, they've taped it up, and he's gone back out there and played. And in fact, he helped set up that uh, that match-winning try as well. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, we, we I think he went off about the 28-minute mark and obviously Wishart comes on and we go, oh, and then we saw footage of it that, um on the screen that it was obviously, as you said, a, a compound fracture of the finger. I was like, no way will he come out in the second half. And uh, We have a, a part of the, the, the show last night where it's called the King G Toughest Player. And he runs out in the second half. And we go, that'll do us. That's the man who's going to win that award. Um, but you're right. It was, it was an unbelievable uh, performance. And even, even now they're saying that, you know, I heard Craig mention that they didn't know what was happening and how long he was going to be or when mm. he was going to return. And, 
But as you said, they, they put the bone back in, they strap it up, and they, he goes out after a little injection. And, and the second half, he was unbelievable as well to stay involved. Um, and then, as you said, he was the decoy on the right of the play of the ball when Harry Grant did throw the dummy and sneak down that left side of the play of the ball and score next to the post. So, um, you know, I thought Jerome Hughes played really, really well last night. He didn't come up with anything brilliant, but I, I like how he squares up the defensive lining. That's important. The two big front rollers laid an unbelievable foundation for the Melbourne Storm. And we had Spud Carroll in the commentary team with us last night, and he was a bit emotional because um, Sean Garlick was one of his favourite, one of his teammates and best mates. His son made his uh, Melbourne Storm debut in Bronson Garlick. So, uh, you know, we have, big fella had some tears in the box as well. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Hey, what about, speaking of injuries, just while we're on the subject, Xavier Coates, so I think he left the match, what, maybe midway through the second half, looked like a shoulder injury. I mean, a question without notice here, but do we have any line of sight on the severity of that? No, we don't know. You know, obviously, as you said, they went through multiple changes. You know, mm. we can't play 5-8. They have to be moved to the wing, which takes interchanges as well, which means there's more fatigue in your forward pack. So it just shows how great that performance was last night to get the victory with, with all those challenges and, and, and heartache that they've got to go through. But um, hopefully Xavier Coates isn't too seriously injured. Um, I think he's been a wonderful signing for the Melbourne Storm. Um, you know, they've unearthed Warbrick, I think it was, was the other winger that they unearthed last night. They just keep finding that next person that steps up. And, yeah. Um, he's a big frame. He's a strong player. And, um, you know, they, you know they, they just do their job and they do what's asked for their position. They don't do anything more than that, but they do it as good as they can. Just the bigger picture stuff then, Brett. I mean, you touched on it earlier. At the On the eve of a new season, there's a couple of well-worn topics. And one is that this will be Craig Bellamy's last year. That, that comes around each and every year. And the other one is that Storm, as you say, are about to fall off the cliff. So... Before and after last night, and what's your read on Storm big picture stuff for, for 2023 and I guess their candidacy for, for finals and something obviously beyond that? Well, they're a Carrick Bellamy coach side, which has been pretty successful for 21 years. You know, he doesn't do it any half measures. He does professionalism to the nth degree. They'll know their job. They'll be well coached. Um, and they've got, you know, depending on Pappenhausen's comeback, they've mm. got a six that's world class. They've got a seven that's world class. They've got a nine that's world class. They've got two two great front rowers that play for their state and their countries. Um, so they're still a reasonably good football side. I don't think they'll be a top four side this year. I, I think they're around that position five to position eight. Um, again, but who knows? They could nail those games like they did last night and, and win the close ones because I think 2023 will be the closest NRL competition we've had probably for about 15 years. I don't expect there to be a top four gap and then sort of the next 12 fighting it out. I think there's going to be a really tight competition. Um, I think there's potentially a couple at the bottom that aren't quite as good as the top, but um, I think that the, the, you know, the Melbourne Storm lost a few players. You know, the Dolphins have created that for a lot of the competition. Um, Penrith Panthers lost a few to the Dolphins and to other clubs. Um, Parramatta lost a few players. Um, you know, Manly have sort of changed a few of their players around as well. So the top the top clubs of the last few years have all lost players. So it just makes the competition so much closer. But um, when you've got their culture and the character of what they do down there, that pretty much is a fair start or a great head start into winning those most close games. Well, certainly whets the appetite last night. Storm on the board, 16-12 over the years. Brett, great to have you on, mate. I appreciate your insights this morning. Thanks, Sam. Have a great day.